1636, amid the darkness of the Thirty Year War, a German pastor named Martin Rinkart is said to have buried 5,000 of his parishioners in one year. Uh, that was an average of about 15 per day. His parish was ravaged by war, death, and economic disaster during that time. In the heart of that darkness, with cries of fear outside, he sat down and wrote this table grace for his children. Now thank we all our God with heart and hands and voices, who wondrous things hath done in whom his world rejoices, who form our mother's arms hath led us on our way with countless gifts of love and still is ours today. You may recognize that actually as a hymn that we'll be singing a little bit later. And as we're on the uh, edge of Thanksgiving this coming week, you know, one of the questions that comes to mind for me as I think about this pastor writing this table grace that becomes a hymn that we sing during Thanksgiving to this day, um, the question that comes to mind for me is, how does one give thanks in the midst of such great darkness? 5,000 parishioners in one year. I mean, I've had some years where I've buried a number of people, but nothing even close to that. Um, the economic disaster that they faced, uh, the trials and tribulations that each and every person was going through, including his own family. And yet for him to be able to write this, this grace beginning, now thank we all our God, is just an incredible thing. Um, and the only answer I can come up with is simply this. The light and the faith and the hope and the power in Martin's heart was greater than the darkness that surrounded him. That was the only way he could have written something like this that is still to this day as moving and poignant and specific about the reasons why we have to give thanks to God. In Isaiah 2, we read, Come, O house of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. The mountain of the Lord's temple will be chief among all the mountains. Nations will go up to the mountain to be taught in his ways so that we might walk in his paths. And they'll judge between nations and settle disputes with God's peace. They will be beat their swords into plowshares, spears into pruning hooks, and there will be no more war. And so as we reflect on this scripture in Isaiah, the reality that God is speaking to us, and even to some of our scripture today in terms of the power of the Lord, is that God's grace and light uh, can be present to us in some of the darkest situations. And I think it's important for you and I to realize that often when things get incredibly dark, it's very easy for each one of us to focus in on the darkness. You know, again, if there was an incredibly white sheet that I were to hold up in front of you and there was a little dark spot on it somewhere, most of us would immediately go to the dark spot. We'd be looking for our spray and wash to spray on that thing, throw it right back into the wash and try to get that dark spot off. Um, that's just how we're wired as human beings, and we all laugh because we know it's true about each one of us. And yet, one of the invitations, I think, for us, especially 
with the year that most of us are looking forward to being over already, even though I have a feeling that 2021 is even going to be more of a challenge. Um, the reality is, is that in the midst of a great darkness, in the midst of great struggles, God's light can be greater. And I believe walking in the light of the Lord or being overwhelmed by the darkness around us is a choice that you and I have to make. It really is a choice. And the choice is very simply, what are you going to focus in on? Um, I think that's one of the reasons, uh, whether you've been worshiping with us online or in person or whatever the case might be, I think it's one of the things that's important for you and I to continue to do whatever may come is to continue to worship in the Lord's sanctuary, to be with the Lord's people, uh, to try to be an encouragement to one another uh, in any way that we can, to be taught in His ways and to walk in His paths. Because one of the things that's easy for you and I to get into is to get into a funk, to get depressed. Um, and when that begins to happen, when we, when we begin to spiral down, and again, it's happened to so many of us during this past year, it's very hard to get out of that. It's very hard to turn around and to begin to have hope again. And that's where uh, our relationships with one another come into play, whether it's a close friend of yours, however you may have been doing it this past year, it's important for us to get together with people of faith or people that can encourage us to keep on going and not give up. I believe that's one of the reasons why as much as there has been a virus that has uh, killed people this year, there have been so many more people that have died from depression and suicide uh, than you and I can even begin to imagine. And part of the reason why they've been killing themselves is because they've lost all hope. They have gone through very traumatic times. They are consumed by the darkness, and they have no hope to continue to live. And so that's a very real thing that people are going through in this moment. And the important thing for you and I to realize is that um, God would have us embrace His presence and His light and His hope, especially in the darkest moments of our lives. And I believe God would have us to be His light and His voice of hope and His presence of prayer and encouragement in people's lives right now and in the time to come in some of their darkest moments. You know, you may not realize this, but God may have already used you, and God can use you as a life preserver to somebody else. You may talk to somebody, somebody may send you an email, uh, somebody may reach out to you, and you may be the person that God uses to encourage that person not to give up, not to kill themselves. Um, not to despair to the point of thinking that life is not worth living anymore. God's prophetic word of light can come forth through you and me in very powerful and life-transforming ways. Words of peace, words of love, words of light, and words of transformation. And again, this is just not Pollyanna talk from Father Joe uh, in the church today. Um, this stuff actually works. I've had experiences long before I've had this collar on. I know some of you ha have had these experiences as well, where maybe you've walked into the room of a friend who's 
in the hospital going through a tough time. Or maybe you've talked to a family member over the phone or a friend who's going through a very difficult time. And you've listened to them. First important step, you've listened to them with a caring air. There's a lot of healing just in that. You've empathized with them. You've heard what they've had to say. And let me encourage you maybe to take a step further. Say something like, can I pray for you? I was with somebody this past week, and I know I shocked them when, they said, when I said this to them, but I, it was the Lord, and it came on me, and I knew it was the right thing. I said, you know what? The Lord loves you, and so do I. I just said that to them. Uh, and I know they were shocked when I said that, but you know what? Everybody needs to hear that in this hour. They need to be reminded that the Lord loves them and cares for them, especially in the darkest places. Isn't that what people are struggling with in the dark? Because when they're in the dark and they're going through a struggle and they feel all alone, they feel like nobody loves them. They feel like nobody cares about them, and they feel like, is life really worth living anymore? Again, one of the things I've missed the most over this past year has not, uh, not being able to be with you just being able to be around you and to see you. Um, one of the quickest ways to kill somebody is to isolate them. Why do you think in prison, as bad as that is, one of the punishments is solitary confinement? There are people that have actually been in solitary confinement for a period of time who have gone insane. And that's because we as human beings are social beings. God created us to be together. And that's a very important thing that you and I need to emphasize and celebrate in this moment. And so you see, one of the things that you and I can really learn from Martin in this hour is learn from his life. He was going through an even darker time than you and I have gone through in this parish over this past year. Um, I haven't lost 5,000 people this year. I can say that. Thanks be to God. Um, I've lost some people, and each life is important, but I haven't lost 5,000 people. We aren't in the midst of a war that is going on around us, and we're having to scramble in through uh, destroyed buildings and trying to fend fend for a meal or a drink of water or whatever it might be and trying to dodge snipers and things like that. We're not in the middle of Syria in Aleppo or someplace like that. So again, as much as this has been a struggle, and it has been, Martin's experience was something that was a lot worse. And so we can learn from him. He has a lesson to teach you and I in this moment. And that is Martin received God's hymn, a hymn that we sing to this day. Now thank we all our God. Because he was in the light. He stayed in God's light even in the midst of the darkness. So what does that mean? Well, maybe you don't watch the news as much. (laughs) That would be a really good thing. Let me make a suggestion that's really going to help you a lot. Turn the news off. I mean, really, let's be honest. When was the last time you heard some good news on the news? I risk my point. You need to turn the news off, and maybe you listen to some praise music, or maybe you like classical music, 
Maybe you go for a walk on the Gulf or some of the beautiful environs around Florida. Maybe you read a good book. You might even want to start reading a chapter of the Bible each day. And what you can begin to do is to begin to nourish the light that is in you. Again, what you focus on is what is going to grow. If you focus on darkness, if you focus on fear, if, you, if all you do is listen to the news, you are in trouble. You are in trouble. Just turn it off. I'm telling you, turn it off. It'll be hard. You'll go through withdrawal for a little bit, but you'll be all right. And begin, again, begin to listen to some praise music. Begin to listen to some classical music. Go out for walks. Be with somebody positive. You might have one friend that's a positive person. Talk to that person. Talk with them once a week. I was just talking with somebody the other day who's basically been shut down this whole time. Their immune system's weak. They haven't gone out and seen anybody. And they called me on the phone. They said, Father Joe, what can I do? I'm I'm going crazy. I'm depressed. I feel like I can't go on in life. And this is a member of this church. And I said, "You you know what I suggest you do? Get together with a friend, maybe a couple of friends during the week. You can sit down in one spot. They'll be six or seven feet away from you. You can kind of shout at each other. But get together outside in the front yard. I don't care where you get together, but get together with a couple of friends during the week, one on Monday, one on Thursday. I don't care when you do it, but get together and spend some time with each other for about a half an hour or an hour. I mean, this is a woman. Nothing. I'm, I'm just saying about women, you guys need to talk. I mean, I'm a guy. I'm a guy. Two minutes on the phone, we're done. I don't need details. How you doing? I'm fine. How you doing? Fine. Great. Have a great week. We'll talk to you later. My wife, she's on the phone with one girlfriend for an hour. Somebody else rings in. Oh, I got to go. She's on that phone with the next girlfriend for another hour. It's like, you know, and, and, she, and she's getting together with other friends during the week. I mean... No wonder this woman is going crazy and ready to die. She's been all alone for about six months, not really connecting with anybody. Who wouldn't want to die after six months of that? And so she's going <laughs> to begin to get together with her friends a couple days a week. You can social distance as much as you want. Wear a mask if you want. I don't care. But be together and begin to talk and share with each other. So you see, there are some concrete things that you and I need to begin to do to be in the light. You got a choice. Get out of the darkness and get into the light. And as you do, the light of God can begin to lift up your spirit. Again, I have yet to go into any dark room or any dark place If I had a candle or a flashlight, if I had that or I turned on the flashlight, I have yet to go to any dark place where it's not illuminated. And the light always wins. The light always wins in the natural. The light always wins in your life, in the supernatural. You just have to turn it on. You just have to focus in on that. Because ultimately, at the end, the good news of our story is light wins. (laughs) You can smile if you want. Light wins. 
light is going to win at the end of the day. The light of our God, the light of his love, the light of his peace. So in closing, I share and pray this for you. Oh, may this bounteous God through all our life be near us with ever joyful hearts and blessed peace to cheer us, to keep us in his grace and guide us when perplexed and free us from all ills of this world and the next. Amen.